This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. We have a real treat for you today. I mean, a a, a megastar, Jenna Ellis, who lives by this cowboy wisdom that I found. I think it's perfect. Some people grin and bear it. Others smile and change it. She's on the front lines of changing this country from a radical neo-Marxism that's trying to take over. It's, it's providential that she's on this show because we're celebrating the 235th anniversary of the Constitution. She has a book out all the way back from 2015. I mean, she was very young. And in fact, Bill Armstrong called me into his office one time and said, this young lady, Jen Ellis, which had just started working at Colorado Christian University, was incredibly talented. And he asked me specifically, Make sure you do whatever you can to try to get her out there because she's going to change the world. And he liked the way she thought, was a big fan of her. She wrote a book, The Legal Basis for a Moral Constitution, a guide for Christians to understand America's constitutional crisis. And if you missed the first few segments, go back, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. Listen to the kind of philosophical overview of this book. But I'm going to ask you a very important question now, Jenna. On the 235th anniversary of the signing of this Constitution, signed by the average age person was 42, that's about my age, are we going to make it to 250 years? You know, I asked uh, Pastor John MacArthur that same question uh, when I was representing him in the uh, church closure case out in California when you know, the Democrats were harnessing the, the, the pretext of the coronavirus pandemic to come after churches and say, you know, sure, the marijuana dispensaries, the strip clubs, you know, all of these other quote-unquote essential businesses can stay open, but, you know, church can't meet. That's, that's too dangerous, right? And, and seeing how I never thought in the scope of American history we would ever see something like that and ever see someone uh, like Pastor John MacArthur actually have to stand firm and say the Constitution uh, provides protection for churches. And his response to me, I think, was very profound and completely spot on. He said, if God in his sovereignty wills it. And I think that that response um, is not only biblical, but uh, completely truthful and accurate, because as much as we need to advocate for and fight for this country, um, when we see the cycles of how um, societies ebb and flow and how civilizations uh, rise and fall, um, the, the question always becomes, you know, how long will the Lord tarry? And of course, you know, if we look at the overview of Scripture and we look at um, the promises of Christ's second coming, um, it is only as long as God tarries. And I really think we are getting much, much closer uh, to the end of all things, as my pastor, uh, Gina Geraci, here in Colorado, describes it. Um, but I really think that we need to fight for the next 250 years, and we need to fight to have this civilization rise again to be the greatest nation uh, that America was founded to be and has been. And the only way that we do that um, is in the sovereignty of God, if he wills it, but with an understanding of why America was originally designed to be the best nation in the country. It's because we preserve and protect 
the rights of all human beings made in the image of God and have inherent dignity and worth. And if our next generations don't safeguard that, don't understand that, don't protect it, then we won't survive as a country, um, at least under the freedoms that we were first endowed with that our Constitution requires our government to preserve and protect. So I hope so. I hope that we will um, continue on as a great nation, but it will take not only the prayer of sincere Christians who understand this, but also the education, the perseverance, the courage, and the fight of Americans who understand um, what a treasure and what a privilege it is to live in this country. We're facing real challenges. I mean, this neo-Marxism wants to remake America in its entirety, right? You know this about the 1619 Project. Uh, their viewpoint is not equality, it's equity. So free markets are gone. Uh, they don't believe in judging a person by the content of their character. They want to maintain racial distinctions. They want an entirely new America, and they're working to do that. And they're working and using the power of the government to challenge any threat. I think what they saw, what we saw with President Trump was an effort to challenge this narrative directly. I mean, he went right after this neo-Marxism that has plagued everything from our military to the federal government, to our education systems, to even our churches that wants to get rid of what America was. Uh, they do not believe in any type of, of central morality, in a God, in a truth, in a natural law. And so it's a real effort to remake it. Is President Trump up to the task to continue this fight <laughs> in your perspective? Oh, 100%. And, you know, the last time I saw him in Pennsylvania at his rally, um, he was so... He was having so much fun, you know, and, and this is the great thing about President Trump is while he is the courageous fighter, he also is one who loves this country so much and, and genuinely loves the American people. And so um, he has withstood so much um, from all of the attacks and the lies from the left. And yet he persists because um, I do truly believe that he is a Christian, um, has a sincere faith after I've gotten to know him personally. Um, I, I didn't used to you know, think that because I believed some of the mainstream media's lies, but thankfully um, that's been, I've had the opportunity to, to dispel that myth for myself. Um, but, I, but I really do think he's up to the challenge, and I think that the reason that the left is going so strongly after him is because if they can take him down, they think they will discourage the rest of us who have seen President Trump at the tip of the spear and how much courage he's given us to stand up and say, wait a second, we have... Um, a, a wonderful American heritage that we're not ashamed of, we're proud of, and we want to defend it. And, you know, he became um, public enemy worldwide and globalist enemy number one when he went and spoke at the Davos uh, summit back in 2017. And he rejected and denounced this whole idea of globalism and of Marxism and said, no, America first and protecting our nation um, and protecting our values is paramount. And that flies in the face of what every evil person in the world, and especially the World Economic Forum, wants to do to transform and reinvent society. And they're open with their plan uh, to do this. And President Trump has stood in their way. 
And I really think that um, moving forward into 2024, I do think that he will announce that he's running uh, for re-election again. Um, I think that that's a given that he would be the nominee, and I think he will get wide support because um, we we were just better off as a country under his leadership. And you know, regardless of whether people you know love or hate him personally, you can't deny the fact that our country was better off in every aspect under his leadership. Talking with Jenna Ellis, who is the author of The Legal Basis for a Moral Constitution, a Guide for Christians to Understand America's Constitutional Crisis. It is the 235th anniversary of this Constitution, what has formed, in my opinion, I think many, to be the most successful nation in world history. Uh, The amount of freedoms we have, the idea that government is limited. You never get to freedom without virtue. And you've got to have a strong, moral, religious foundation to this nation, or the government is going to step in to help manage people. We cannot self-govern if we don't govern ourselves. And it's really been an an, an honor to talk with Jenna Ellis. She also served President Trump in an official capacity during the 2020 elections. She was a senior legal advisor to him and uh, served in his 2022 or 2020 re-election campaign. So, Jenna, can you give us some personal stories, what it was like to work directly with him? Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was incredible. It was a wonderful, um, amazing honor and opportunity of a lifetime to have a front row seat to the American presidency and especially uh, President Trump. And, you know, so many people on the left like to, uh, to try to diminish his credibility and his personality and say, you know, oh, he hated women or, you know, he's not that smart and whatever. I mean, all of those things are just completely false. Um, he has always, from the moment that um, he first called me, um, and asked to speak with me. Um, and, you know, we talked about his great love of the Constitution of America. And um, he has always been um, just just a wonderful uh, person who has had really a, a value on everyone that he's ever worked for. Um, when, you know, we first had the 15 days to, to slow the spread and all of that, when, you know, people didn't know yet what the coronavirus looked like, um, the first two people to call me to say, you know, do you need anything? Are you okay? Was um, my father and the president of the United States. Um, And that's the type of person he is. But, you know, one of my favorite um, memories, and I have so many, but um, in this context, I think it's particularly appropriate. Um, I was meeting with him and a few other people um, up in the residence, and um, there is a, a room called the Yellow Oval, which is, um, you know, of course, up above um, the blue room, which has the Christmas tree and all of that. Um, but up above, um, that is where former presidents used to take uh, meetings and, and other things before the West Wing um, and the Oval Office was designed. And um, President Trump, I, I was there early, and um, it was just he and I in, in the yellow room. And um, he was showing me, and he said, oh, I think you're going to appreciate this, Jenna, and, you know, telling me this rich history of this room. And he said, I love having meetings in here because, you know, that's the legacy and the heritage of former presidents. And um, and then he brought me over to a bookshelf and said, um, you know, these are some some books, some law books from 
um, you know, President Truman and others. And he said, you know, these I think you would really um, love to see. And I love the history of the White House and was talking about um, you know, so many things that I've had no idea that are, you know, not in any of the regular. Uh, Jenna, we're up against a hard break here. When we come back, I want Jenna to finish this story. You're, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.